The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Daf Kav Zayin Today's Daf is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Today's Daf is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Amiru Hamet Mazal Bat Frida Shinefter Bekitsur Yameen Bishanin Ruach Hashem Tanihena Amen. Today's daf is being studied in honor of our dear friends, Mr. Raja and Raquel Baghdadi. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, Adam, Hem, Ubnehem, Ubnehbenehem, Naad. Amen. We begin today's daf on Chavav Amud Bet, starting at the Mishnah. There's a story told that they brought for Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakai to taste from the tafshil, from the dish, from the food. This was on Sukkot. They bought two dates. Udli shelmaim and a pitcher of water. The rabbi said, Bring them up to the sukkah. The reason why they say bring them up to the sukkah, because in the olden days we learned they used to build the sukkot on the roof. Mm-hmm. So therefore they would say, la alum la sukkah. Now even though this is achilat aray, even though this is seemingly a snack over here, he's tasting from the tafshilu, he's eating uh, dates, still they tell them uh, to go to the uh, sukkah. Now, uh, the reason why ta'imat tafshil is considered aray, because you're only tasting, it's not considered a, a permanent eating, and shtikot avot is, uh, like we learned also, is uh, either because it's perot, and we learned that no matter how much perot you eat, it's considered achilat uh, aray. So now comes the Gemara and say, comes the Mishnah and says, Ushenat to the Bitzadok. We have another story. When they gave the Bitzadok food that was less than the shoot of A, Kabesa. So first of all, it says, Netalo bemapa. The first thing he did is he didn't touch it with his hands. He took, let's say, a, um, a towel or a mapa, a, uh, a cloth, and he ate it, uh, holding it with the cloth. Which means even though it was bread, and even though normally you have to make the tlachadai, the Biyo Sadok did not make the tlachadai because he held that that's only talking about when you're eating more than a kabetzah bread, you have to make the tlachadai. But less than a kabetzah bread, you're not obligated to make the tlachadai. Therefore, he, he didn't have to wash his head, but he just held it with a mapa for nikiyut, for cleanse, for clean, for, for hygienic reasons over here. Right? If he would have made the tlachadai, then he would have touched it directly, his hands would have been clean. But since he held it, you don't have to make the tlachadai on something that's not the kabetzah. So then we just touched it, ayyadeh, mapa. Secondly, the achalo chutz la sukkah. Second thing is, he ate it outside the sukkah. We'll see the Gemara why. And thirdly, Velo Birech Aharav. Nor did he make the Birkat Amazon. 
Why? Because he outlined Rabbi Yudan Masikat Berachot that said that the Shi'ur for Berkat Tamazon has to be a Kabbesa. And since he ate less than a Kabbesa, so therefore he did not make Berachah Harunah. It should be pointed out he certainly made Berachah Rishonah because Berachah Rishonah is even on a Kotsu. There's only discussion of the Berachah Harunah. Let's read Rashi now in the Mishnah. Mishnah said, Ochochet Pachon Mekabbesa, Ma'achat Pachon Mekabbesa, Netalo Bemapa, Lo Natal Yadav. אלא קרק במפה ידיו משום נקיות. וכסבר פחות מקבסה, לא בעי ניתן שדיים, ולא בעי סוכה, ולא בעי ברכת המזון לאחריו. דדריש כאלה ביהודה, ואכלתה וסבתו ולכתה אכילה שיש בה שביעה. So eating that has satiation. ואיינו קבסה, אבל לפניו בכל תהו בעי ברכה. לפניו יסתמק ברכה בכל שהוא. שערי נהנה, ואסור לענות מן העולם הזה, ולא ברכה. So comes the Gemara and says, מעשה לסתור. Which means you're bringing your ma'aseh to contradict the halakha, which means you told me above that ukhlim b'shotim arai chutz la'sukah. You eat snacks outside the sukkah. Then you bring me a story that contradicts it. Which is Rabbi Yohanan uh, and Ben Zakai and the um, Bangam Liel, they were snacking and they told the, uh, they told the students, I bring it up to the sukkah. What are you talking about? It contradicts the deen that we just said in the last Mishnah. Mm-hmm. ולשי, מעשה לסתור? וכי דרך המדברים להביא אחת דבריהם, מעשה סותר דבריהם? Is it the normal way of people that are talking? That after they bring a fact, they bring a story or an episode to contradict the fact that they just proposed? דקטרי רשא, we learned above, אוכלים ושותים ערי חוץ הסוכה, ומביא מעשה לתרימת תפשי סליך סוכה? You just told me it patu, now you tell me that they did it. So give us a chasune, mechstera, v'achi katani. Really the Mishnah is missing some words, and this is the way it's supposed to say, imba lahmir ala atzmo, mahmir. That's the point. If a person wants to be mahmir on himself, to even a snack inside the sukkah, it's okay. Which means normally we have a principle that if a person is not obligated in the mitzvah, he does it, he's considered a idiot. Which means certain things a person should not be mahmir. However, the hadush over here is, uh, here it's proper if he wants to be Mahmir. Uh, so, for example, like in the case of the Gemara, will gives an example. A guy wants to sit in the sukkah when it's raining. And you're exempt from the sukkah. There's no uh, mitzvah now to sit in the sukkah when it's raining. So, therefore, uh, you say the uh, same thing over here. That maybe you're exempt. What are you going to eat? You just got snacking. That's why the Mishnah says, no, no. You're not a hijot. This is a proper humrah. And therefore, the Gemara says, which means there is no. Gava uh, on this, which is a person might think to himself, well, I'm going to be Mahmir, and people are going to say, oh, all of a sudden you became a, uh, a Hasid, you're a Sadiq. No, this is a type of Homnah that everybody can adopt. You go into the Sukkah and you can eat. Oh, Maase Namid, and the Mishnah brings the Maase, that what? Maybe we're going to buy a new Homnah, and we're going to buy a new Homnah, and we're going to buy a new Homnah, and we're going to buy אוכל פחות מקבסה, נטלו מבפה, ואכלו חוץ לסוכה, ניעד את אאוטסייד לסוכה, ולא בירך אחריו. Now, the reason why the Gemara brings, the Mishnah brings the story of Rabbi Tzadok, after the story of Rabbi Yohanan and Rabban Yehudah Mahmir, is trying to tell us that what? And if a Tamil Hakam does not want to be Mahmir, he can also not be Mahmir. Which you don't think now that you saw Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Gabbai Gamli being Mahmir to eat less than a Kabeza in the Sukkah, that that's a rule now. Tamil Hakam, you have to be Mahmir. No, no, Rabbi Tzadok, 
Sukkot, it was less than a kabetzah, and you see he ate it, uh, he ate it outside. So therefore you don't have to be ma'amin uh, So that's the bitzadok just coming to, you know, to neutralize the first story, not that you should think that it's the man's of the hakamim. So comes the and says, hold it. We just said what? That he ate uh, less than a kabetzah outside the sukkah. So the governor makes a diuk. Ha, kabetzah by sukkah. Implying that what? That if you eat a kabetzah, you need a sukkah. The only reason why he ate outside the sukkah to be tzadok is because it was less than a kabetzah. So the governor says, Lemate, Levete, Yufta, Terev Yosef Abaye. Which is above, we learned two shitot on yesterday's daf, Rabbi Yosef and Abaye. What's the shi'ur of a uh, snack that you are exempt from sukkah? So the first rabbi said, Rabbi Yosef, if you eat uh, you know, a couple of mouthfuls, now that couple of mouthfuls was even more than a uh, kabetzah. And still they were telling us what? Patur. According to Abaye, he said, no, even if you eat a kabetzah, you're exempt from a sukkah. And here we're saying that Bitsadok, Tafka could say less than a kabetzah. Mazda didn't fade more than a kabetzah. He would have went into the sukkah. But that's not, uh, according to the opinions that we learned above. Again, according to them, you'll say even more than kabetzah, you'd be exempt. And according to Abaye, kabetzah. You're also exempt. So I was, uh, that fit in with the shitot over here of Rabbi Tzadok. You have to remember that they were Amoraim. Rabbi Tzadok is a Tana. So therefore, how could uh, Abaye and Rabbi Yosef reckon their opinions according to Rabbi Tzadok? So the Gibran says, no, no, no. You're understanding the Mishnah the wrong way. You're making your diuk on the wrong case. Dilma pachot mi kabetsa nitila ubracha lo ba'e. Ha kabetsa ba'e nitila ubracha. The diuk is supposed to be like this. Put, take sukkah out of the picture. The case was less than a kabetsa to teach me what? That you didn't need nitilat shadayim no berkat abazon. For your implication to be that if it was a kabetsa, you would need nitilat shadayim and berkat abazon. But you still wouldn't need sukkah. Which is sukkah you only need when you're eating kabetsa plus. And then well, don't make a diuk from Hamishnah. You thought the diuk ha kabetsa needs a sukkah? No, the ha kabetsa is going on nitilat shadayim. It's going on berkat abazon. But do not make a diuk that ha-kabetza, you would indeed need a sukkah. Because really, according to, let's say, a bayet, no, only if you need a kabetza plus, then you'll need a, a sukkah. But kabetza exactly does not need a sukkah. Comes the top rashi. Aki garsina, nema teveti uftad rabi yosef, damal le'il tartet lat. Buy two or three morsels, like we sent us for the bayet. Like we said, like the student eats before he goes to the yeshiva. That's the issue they eat in one swallowed. Okay, so that's the end of bread, bread, bread. Only talk about pat, only talk about bread, only talk about bread. Okay, now comes the Gemara and says, we start the new Mishnah. Famous Mahlok. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Rabbi Eliezer says, Arba se'unot hayav adam nechot basukah. A person is obligated throughout the holiday of Sukkot to eat 14 meals. Achad bayom v'achad balayla. Throughout the seven days of Sukkot, meaning two meals per day. Machabim omrim en ladabar kisbah. There is no limit, which means if a person technically wants to fast on Sukkot, technically from the obligation of Sukkah, he has no problem fasting. He might not be able to fast because he can't fast on the holiday, but from the Sukkah standpoint, 
there is no obligation to eat uh, any sarodot on the holiday besides the first night. After the first night, a person is not obligated. So we have a fantastic ma'lokar of a Except for the first night of the holiday, then the Hakamim agreed that what? You have to have a sa'udah, uh, which means you're not allowed to fast. You have to eat in the sukkah, you have to have the proper shi'ur. Let's read Rashi for a second. Yuddal is sa'udot. The Gemara is going to explain the reason of the Bidi Aizen. En le davar kisba, im natsal le hit'anot en anu zikukim lo. We, we, we don't stop him. Ela im yochal, lo yochal chutz sukkah. But what? If he wants to eat, he has to eat in the sukkah. But he doesn't have to eat. It's not obligated. Which is, of course, Hachemim agree. If you're going to eat the bread, so you have to go sit and eat in the sukkah. That's uh, not, not, not a question. However, you, there's no obligation to eat bread to go sit in the sukkah. So that's what she means. Technically, if you want to fast, you can fast. He doesn't hold you can fast. Because I, like I told you, on the holiday, you're not allowed to fast. But that she's just trying to tell you from, from the standpoint of sukkah, there's no problem of fasting. Mm. Which means from the Yom Tov aspect, or from the from the Holamoy aspect, uh, that's another subject. But from sukkah, don't eat. I don't care if you don't eat. The point is, you're not obligated. But the first night, you would not be able to fast, because then you have an obligation to eat in the sukkah. So that's a great ma'ogdina bi li'ezer and hachamim. Next case. Ve'od amar bi li'ezer mishelo achal. If somebody, let's say, did not eat in the sukkah on the first night of the holiday, for example, well, he can make it up. He can make it up eating on the last night of the holiday, meaning on Shemini Aseret. It's not Sukkot anymore. Shemini Aseret, a guy could have the meal on Shemini Aseret, and he's able to make up the Sa'udah that he did not eat on the first night of the holiday. Of course, uh, the Gemara will explain exactly what this, um, what the logic of this shita is. Comes the end of the Mishnah and says, "V'chemim amunim and ladavar tashlumin." Let me say, no, no, there's no such thing as makeup. You didn't have your shoes out the first night of the holiday. It's over. You're out. There's no makeup. Okay. V'alzin emar meuvat lo yuchal litkon v'chislon lo yuchal lebanot. On such a guy, it says meuvat. Somebody that's crooked, lo yuchal litkon. You can't straighten him out. V'chislon. Somebody that's missing, lo yuchal lebanot. You can't count him. Which means this is uh, irreparable. You can't fix it. You missed it. You missed it. Exactly. Look at Rashi. Tadudu. You have to sit in the sukkah like you live in your house. Now, how does a person live in his house? Madira. Just like a person dwells all year long. That's the normal consumption of food for Rav HaOlam. Majority of the world, they eat one meal in the morning, in the day, and one meal at the night. So therefore, that, 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 that's what I want to say, which means, it's, it's like you eat all year round. The sukkah is not any different. So normally, a guy eats what, two meals a day, so then we have to have two meals a day in the sukkah. So there was 14 meals. The Rishonim do point out a question of it. Really, it should be 15 meals. Because it's inevitably a Shabbat of Sukkot, and the Shabbat should 
cheat. There's three meals on uh, oh. Shabbat, whatever they want to ask. What about 15 meals? So they say, you're right. He's not discussing uh, from external factors. We're discussing from Sukkah. From the law of Sukkah, there's uh, 14 meals. Oh. Right, and they have a Sunnah sheet, which is uh, Shabbat, okay, that's, that, that, but that's coming from Shabbat. Yeah. That's not uh, in the cap, but he would agree, really, it's uh, 15 uh, meals. That's the way the Mi'idi um, uh, wants to answer the, uh, the question. Okay, comes the uh, Rashi. Let's read the Rashi. Oh, no Rashi yet. Continues the Gemara. The Gemara now brings the Shita of the Hakavira Banan. What's the logic of the Hakavira? Why do they say you're only obligated to eat? On the first nights, they come along and says, Kedira. They also have the same logic. Tishvu kentaduru. Ma dira ibayachil Which we just like when a guy lives in his house. He has options. He doesn't have to eat. He wants to eat, he eats. He doesn't want, he doesn't eat. So therefore, sukkah is also optional. You're not obligated to eat. So the Gabbana says, If that's the case. So hey, even the first night you should be exempt. Which means if, if, if you're going with the fact that a person does not obligate to because it's optional, all his eatings, mm-hmm. so therefore the first night also, why did Hakamim say you're obligated to eat on the first night of Sukkot? That, that's the Gebarah's question. So the Gebarah says. It says by Sukkot in the Torah that you have to celebrate it on the 15th of uh, the 7th month, which is Tishri. And it says the 15th by Pesach. Correct? Yep. So therefore, just like by Pesach, you're obligated to eat matzah on the first side of Pesach, and then the rest of the six days it's not mandatory to eat matzah. So do Sukkot, the first night it's obligatory to eat the bread, and the rest of the days are the shoot. Now we didn't prove yet, we didn't prove yet that there's an obligation on matzah. We're just accepting that as a fact. That on Matzah there's an obligation on the first night. And it says Hamishah Asad. And therefore it says Hamishah Asad by Sukkot as well. This is the famous Nerashah that they call 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two meaning Tedvav, Tedvav. 2-2. Two, two. It says Hamishah Asad by Hamatzot. It's Hamishah Asad by Sukkot. So look at Rashi. Mikan Ba'ilach Reshut. Which means from there on and after the first night of Pesach, it's non uh, obligatory to eat. Uh, it says, matzot. We have one pasuk that says six days eat matzot. Okay. And on the seventh day, meaning which is yom tov. Right. So the Gemara says like this. Just like on the seventh day, it's not mandatory to eat. It's optional. So to the six days as well is going to be a reshut. Defi now. How do you know? How do you know the seventh day is? Uh, how do you know the seventh day is non-mandatory? Uh, so that she continues. The fish says shivayim bechlal shivat emim tochal masot. We had a pasuk shivat emim tochal masot. That's one pasuk. Then we have another pasuk that says sheshet yamim yochat tochal masot ubayom shivayim, which is, it separates it. The first pasuk puts all the seven days together shivat emim tochal masot. That's klal. That's all the days. Mm-hmm. Then in the next pasuk it says, Shesh Jamim Tochal Masot, only six days each. Seventh day, I'll say it. So in the second pasuk you see clearly that on the seventh day you're not obligated to eat. Uh, now we have a, one of the 13 principles of how to make the Rashot is that Kol Davar Shaya Bichlal, anything that was in the cloud, like Shabbat Yamim, right? The Yatsah, 
and then it was it removed. It separated itself. It doesn't. It didn't leave just to teach on itself. It, it, it left in order to teach us on the whole cloud, which means on all six days. And they were just like the seventh is exempt. So to all these six that it was included in also is exempt. So therefore we know we didn't get the first part yet. Now we're learning what seven days. There's no obligation by Pesach to have masa. Oh, so how do you know the first night? So the goes on. minalan. So how do you know uh, the first night? Amar kera ba'erev tochelu masot. The pasuk, the night ba'erev tochelu masot. Akatuf kevao chova. The Torah establishes it as a uh, obligation. So therefore, we know the first night. Once you know the first night, so therefore you know also that Sukkot, because Hamisha Asar, Hamisha Asar. So comes the Baal uh, Maor. The Baal Maor over here is a fantastic, very Yisodi question. The Baal Maor is like this. We know on the first night of Pesach, when we're eating the Masah, we make a Beracha. Right? Asher Kibdeshana Vestavah Sivanu Al Achilat Masah. Okay, we understand why, because it's, uh, it's Hayuv. It's an obligation. The rest of the days of Pesach, when we eat matzah, it's optional. We don't make alakhilat matzah. So yes, how come on Sukkot, if you tell me the only obligation is the first night, all week long in Sukkah, if you eat uh, more than a kabetzah bread, you make the Sheba Sukkah. What are you talking? What's the difference between matzah that you don't make a beraka all week long, and bread of Sukkot, you do make a beraka? So says the um, says the Ma'almor, a very important Yisod. He says, on Sukkot, on Sukkot you have an obligation to live in the Sukkah. Part of living in the Sukkah is what? Sleeping in the Sukkah. Now, a person might be able to go a few days without eating. But it's impossible that he can go uh, without uh, sleeping. Which means eventually he's going to have to sleep. He's going to have to you know, use the Sukkah for, uh, for, for, for dwelling purposes. And therefore, during the Pesach, we're not going to make you make the uh, the beracha because really the eating you don't even have to eat in the first place. However, when you're making the sheba sukkah, it's coming to include not only the eating, it's coming to include the sleeping, and therefore since it's coming to include and sleeping is a chayuv. Sleeping is an obligation. So that's why we make the beracha the sheba sukkah. It's not necessarily for the eating standpoint, but it's also for the sleeping uh, standpoint. So therefore, you can make the beracha of vesivano. Yeah. And you can eat other things, you don't have to eat matzah to exist, but you have to sleep eventually. So therefore we make the barakah l'shev basukah. Comes the Gemaran says, Ve'od amar bili'aizad. Okay, new point. Bili'aizad taught us in the Mishnah another point. What was that point? Somebody that does not uh, eat in the sukkah the first night, he has a makeup. He can make it up and shmini said it. Right, according to Rashi, he's even able to make it up outside of the sukkah. So comes because you don't sit in the sukkah. So the Gemara says, hold it. Which is according to the fourteen in the sukkah. So therefore, how are you going to tell me that the sukkah that Shkita Shemini said it outside of the sukkah? Can make up for the seudah that you had to have inside the sukkah, which means like this: that she's going to tell us 
If you sit on Shemini Aseret in the Sukkah for the sake of Sukkah, it's considered Bal Tosif. You're transgressing and he's from the Torah. Torah says you sit seven days. Now you're coming as a makeup. Well, I got to make it up. The, the, the first 14 Sa'udot, by the way, when it says you can make up the first night, it means any of the nights. It's just saying even the first night. You can make up any of the Sa'udot of the 14 according to the it. But the point is, you have to eat those in the Sukkah. So what are you going to tell me now? All right, well. Shariah said it, go in the sukkah and sit down and eat Leshem sukkah to the little mitzvah. How could you do that? That's bad to see. So what do you tell me? Eat outside the sukkah? So what are you making up? You're not, you're not making up a sukkah that you have to eat in a sukkah. So look at Rashi. Why? What's saying if you sat in the Torah says you got to sit only for uh, seven days. How are you making up a sukkah obligation? Let's say the question. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar bira, Amar Rabbi Ami, Hazar bo Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer retracted, which means from his original uh, position. That said, you have to have 14 Sa'udot in the Sukkah. Now he agrees to the Hakamim that you only have to have the first Sa'udah. Oh, but he only argues on the Hakamim in the sense that when he says that the first Sa'udah, you have a Tashlumin. And the Hakamim say, you don't have a Tashlumin. Now this answer needs to be analyzed. Okay, so you retracted from your 14 Shittah. Okay, but the first... The first soda don't you have to eat in the sukkah? So we're back to the same question. The first soda you have to eat in the sukkah. How could you make it up on Shimni uh, Aserim? So the explanation, explanation is as follows. This is the way the Shunim explained it. If you're learning that you have to have 14 sodot, where's the obligation coming from? Tishvu. The sukkot tishvu. It's coming from a deen in sukkah. So if it's coming from a deen in sukkah, so in the eating is, is sukkah. That's part of the chayyuf, to eat in the sukkah, yeah? So therefore, the Gemara asks the question, how could you make it up on Shemini Asir? You're not sitting in the sukkah. But if you hold, you only have to eat on one night. That's not coming with deen sukkah per se. That's the Gesir HaShavah. Hamisha Asar, Hamisha Asar. So therefore, happens to be the... We have a technicality on, on Sukkot. When you eat a shiur of bread, you got to eat it in the sukkah. But the chiyuv is not stemming from sukkah. The chiyuv is stemming from Hamisha Asar, Hamisha Asar. Therefore, there's no problem yet. The, the eating is stemming from Hamisha Asar, Hamisha Asar. Therefore, I'm making up an eating now. Good, make up the eating of Shemini Asar. I'll give you outside the sukkah. Mm-hmm. If you're learning, it's from Tishbu Kentaduru, Basukot Tishbu, that's a deen in Sukkah. The meals are coming from the obligation of sitting in the Sukkah, you live in your house. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, the Gibra is the obvious question. What do you mean? How, could you make How could you make up a meal that you had to eat in the Sukkah? And somebody has said it, well, you're not that's eating in the Sukkah. But to see if you can't sit in the Sukkah, it doesn't, uh, it's not going to rectify. Oh, so the Gibra says, Hazarbo. Maybe the Ezra retracted from his opinion. He doesn't hold, you have to have 14. He holds when you have to have one. And what's the source of one? Two, two. That's the Stamatine. That's how you got to eat a meal. It happens to be on Sukkot, you have to have that meal in the Sukkah. Because it's Sukkot. But it's not coming Medin Sukkah. It's coming Medin 2 2. And therefore, uh, you missed it. Oh, you, you, you're obligated to Sukkah. Well, now it's not Sukkot anymore. Shemini Asir it. Okay, so you can eat it on the Shemini Asir You can make up that meal. So that's the understanding outside of Sukkah. So the Gemara asked, Mashlim Bemai. 
Right. How are you going to make up the Sa'udah? What are you going to eat? So you want to eat him If you tell me eat bread Which means just like you're obligated to eat bread on the first uh, night So yeah, you'll make it up with a Sa'udah of bread Wait a minute, it says Sa'udah de Yomek Akhil What's that mean? You're obligated to eat Sa'udah de Yom Which means since it's the normal day to eat a Sa'udah de Yomek Even if you don't have an obligation of Tashlumin Because it is Yom Tov And therefore it's not going to be recognizable that you're making up for Sukkot. Even if you eat a little more, but that's the derech, which means on the, on the holiday you eat a lot. So therefore, what's going to be the uh, identification in your se'udah that it's going to be as a tashlubi, tashlubi's question. So to that, yeah, so, so you'll come along and say, let him make an extra meal. Let him eat a, an additional meal. So the ritbak comes along and says, even if you can eat a separate meal, you can't consider it a tashlumim uh, because also it's not ikar. Because, again, on the regal, you eat extra meals. You know, it's a holiday. So therefore, it's really difficult to identify what you're doing to be as a tashlumim. So comes the Gemara and says, Elamai yashlim. So what does it mean, yashlim? Yashlim b'mineh targimah. Which means, after the sa'udah, yeah, b'mineh targimah, which would be like a dessert. Which means you don't have to have a specific su'udah for the tashlumin, but after you finish the su'udah, shmini asirat, then already bring parparaot, ma'adanim, you bring like a dessert items over here that normally you would not eat. For example, perot, fruit, uh, uh, cakes, and stuff like that. Uh, so therefore, obviously we're talking about those days where they didn't have the normal dessert, uh, it wasn't part of the su'udah. So therefore, that's going to be your, uh, right, that's your item. And the governor brings a bright to support this. Tanya, they have to be cut them as well. Tanya, the mayor, we have a bright to support this. That after the Sa'udah, you make Ashlama, it says, Imishlim, Bimine Targima, Yatsa. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Ilima Birifta, Kilomar. Kilomar. Tomar, she Sa'udat Yom Tov Acharon, Chu Sa'ud Beliyachim Biliftam, Vesurchia Sa'udat, Tetoshwin Rishon, Sa'udat Yom Akachil. Umay Hakir Yashkan, Shetel Hashem, Sa'udat Rishon, Alot Darkol Sa'ud. Ayom, Bimine Targima, Leachar, Shisilek. Different type of mizonot uh, items. Uh, let him bring them uh, to eat, and therefore you have uh, this item. Okay. Tanya even though you're not eating a bread or meat, enough to be a tashlumin for the for the for the item. Now the um, the question is, why do you have a uh, tashlumin? Where do you get this tashlumin from? So the source of the reason why you get a tashlumin is from the Qurban, Hagiga. We know that you have an obligation on uh, the holiday to bring a Hagiga. Alright? On the first day of the holiday. So the hadush of the uh, Gemara is that if a person does not bring the Hagiga on the first day, he's allowed to make it up the whole seven days, and also he can make it up on Shemini Asir. So since you see there is a connection between Sukkot and Shemini Asir, Anyan Qurban, Hagiga, so that the Bida Ezra learns from the Hagiga, you can also make a makeup for the meals that you did not eat. Comes the Gemara and asks a question. Sha'al apotropos shel agrifa samerik at Rabbi Ezra. The administrator of the estate of Agrifas and Melech, there was the king, he asked a question to the Bidi Aizir. Now this question we have to learn according to Shittat Rashi was asked before the Bidi Aizir retracted. Now the Bidi Aizir holds according to Shittat Rashi, you only have to have the first night. But this was before the retraction, so they asked the Bidi Aizir. He says like this, Kigon Ani, 
שאני רגיל לאכול אלא סעודה אחת ביום. מהו שיאכל סעודה אחת ופטר? You said like your residence, right? Is I eat one seuda a day. So therefore, according to me, we have to eat the 14 seudas according to you. To your logic is what? Because we can't do it. Okay, good. I, I don't eat two meals a day. Can I get away with having one meal a day according to your logic? So, Amar lo, bechol yom vayom, atam mamshich, kama parperaot, every day, how do you open up your appetite? You have a little uh, appetizer, etc. You eat something in order to open up your appetite, so you'll have, uh, you know, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be, uh, you have hanaa. So he says, "Lichbod atzmecha," in order for your own personal benefit. Da'achshav yatam emshich parperet tachat lichbod konecha. But you can't eat a little extra appetite to get yourself hungry for the kavod of God, which means stretch yourself, eat. Which means during the week you eat extra in order to open up your appetite. For your own benefit. So therefore, don't be, uh, don't be like that. Eat a little more. For God's benefit. For God's benefit. For the command of the Shekhinah, which we're trying to tell him, you still have to eat the uh, Se'udot. Which he's trying to say, with a little effort, you'll be able to eat two Se'udot like everybody else. Comes the Gemara and says, Ve'od sh'alot. He asked him another question. The question was like this. The question was like this. Kegon ani. שיש לי שתי נשים, אחת בטבריה ואחת בסיפורי. He says, I have two wives, one in Tiberia and one in Tiberi. ויש לי שתי סוכות, זה אחת בסוכות. אחת בטבריה ואחת בסיפורי. מהו שאצא מסוכה לסוכה ואפטר? Which means, the Bili Ezer had a shita. The Bili Ezer shita, as we're going to learn immediately, is you're only allowed to have one sukkah for the holiday, meaning it's got to be a sukkah that you're going to sit in for seven days. And the Apotropos understood the logic is because that's, that's where you live. He said, okay, fine, but I live in two places because I have two wives. So there's this law that you said that the sukkah's got to be fit for seven days of dwelling. Does that apply to me? Because it's going to come out according to this Apotropos. He's going to live in one sukkah for three days, another sukkah for four days, whatever it is. But it's not a seven-day sukkah. But he wants to understand the logic. Is it, am I okay? Because bottom line, I do live in two places. So that's the uh, question. Is Amar no? He told him no. He said no. You cannot go to another sukkah. Shani Omer kol yosem sukkah sukkah betel mitzvata shirishona. Not only don't you fulfill the mitzvah in the second sukkah, but retroactively you undid your first sukkah. Because bottom line, it's not a seven-day sukkah. You sat in the sukkah three days. You got to sit in the sukkah for seven days. This is not a seven-day sukkah. You're out. That's the meaning. I don't care if you're married uh, somewhere else. You have two uh, two sukkot. Bottom line, you got to sit in the sukkah for seven days. So comes the uh, the she the bottom that she under that bitel. בצוותה שלישונה אפידו ימים שעברו עליו כבר אבדן למפריה ואינו מצווה אני אגיד פרקמת שליק לשב כל זין בסוכה אחת אוקיי טניה כמה זה גמרא זה בילי עזר אומר בילי עזר זה אין יוסעין מסוכה לסוכה you're not allowed to go one סוכה and then go sleep in another סוכה or let's say eat and sleep in one סוכה in one day and then go do the same in another סוכה in the other day and if you did that you didn't fulfill the מצווה at all. 
Okay? Ve'en osin sukkah bechodoh shel mo'ed. According to that, it only follows because of the Be'li'ezri. You can have done the sukkah bechodoh mo'ed. Meaning, if you didn't sit in the sukkah on Yom Tov, Okay, which means, let's say the guy didn't have a sukkah on Yom Tov for whatever reason. Well, now he wants to start building a sukkah bechodoh mo'ed. Well, no. no. Not alone. No. No. He's not a seven-day sukkah anymore. Because uh, you didn't sit in the sukkah. It's not like you had your sukkah and then it fell. If you had your sukkah, then it fell. Even the Be'li'ezri will agree. It's an extension of the first sukkah. Therefore, you know, you can just re- rebuild it on Chol HaMoed. But on Chol HaMoed, you have to remember, it's a holiday. They don't eat just do melakha without a purpose. Now, according to be the Ezra, the sukkah is not, 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 not functional. It's useless. Ma'am, since you didn't sit in the sukkah, or you sat in a different sukkah, on Yom Tov, Mm-hmm. Right, now you came home, yeah, I'm going to build a sukkah in my backyard on the Holloway. It's, it's, it's not a sukkah viable for the Bidi Ezzet. It's not a seven-day sukkah. Therefore, according wow. to him, you would not be allowed to build it. So uh, comes the Nashi, uh, uh, very important Nashi, the second Nashi, or top Nashi. En yosim sukkah sukkah lechot, bezu v'nisham bezu o ayom, bezu umahar, bezu v'en osim sukkah b'chodosh v'en, mi shelo yashat b'sukkah yom tov anishon. If you didn't sit in the sukkah the first day, so then already you cannot reconstruct, you cannot build it from scratch on Cholam because it's not going to be a seven day sukkah. Now, comes Achamim, Vachamim, Omrim, Yotzim, Sukkah, the Sukkah. You have to sit in a sukkah for seven days, but not one sukkah. They are seen sukkah, Behadosh and Moed. And for that matter, you're allowed to build a sukkah. Even if you didn't send the sukkah on the first day, the specific sukkah, you can build a different, different sukkah, which means it doesn't have to be the seventh day. But everybody agrees, everybody agrees, if it fell, you can rebuild it. Because even if the answer agrees, it's an extension of the first sukkah, which means it's all machlok, and even if it's even if it's a different schach, uh, even if you different wall, someone will say, you can go that far. Or someone say, no, you have to just reconstruct the same uh, structure. But the point is, is the logic point is, it's an extension of the first sukkah. So comes again, Moran says, What's the logic? You can't go from sukkah to sukkah. Amar Gerai says, Haga sukkot ta'aseh lecha shiv'at yamim. So from the fact that you have to make a sukkah, for seven days, make a sukkah that's fit for the seven days of the holiday. Which means, if it's not fit for seven days of sitting, meaning not fit only. It has to be built to sit in it. Look at that she's last shown. You have to build the sukkah for the sake of the holiday. says Veshavin, everybody agrees, Shim Nafla, Shehozen, Ubone Ota, Beholo, Shemoy, the Gemara Pshita. That's obvious. According to everybody, bottom line, even according to the Ayaz, it's a seven day sukkah. Because you sat already in it on Yom Tov. Yeah. So now you're just reconstructing it. So what's the question? What's the so now the tema, Hai Achariti. I would say, what? Maybe it's a different sukkah. Ve'ena l'shiv'ah 
Which I would say, my bottom, when you reconstruct, this is a new sukkah now. Because once your first sukkah fell, it's batil. Now when you're rebuilding, it's considered a new sukkah. And it's not a seven-day sukkah anymore. It's a new sukkah. Kamash ma'alan, that what? Then no, it's an extension. And then I told you, how far you go? Do you have to use the same uh, materials? Or can you even use new materials? But the point is, once you sat in the sukkah on the first day, whatever you're doing following is considered an extension to the first day. Therefore, that is the chidush. Uh, so the top to sfot. Tosfor says, using the same wood. But according to Tosfor, if you use different wood, it would be considered a separate sukkah, therefore you would not be yourself. Comes the Yamada Mao, the Tema, that one. But I'm going to be the Isaac. Comes the Yamada says, Tanya, we have a Braita. Just like on the first day of Sukkot, you do not fulfill your obligation if you use somebody else's lulav. Yeah. That's the That's the lulav. And we learn from the word lachem that teaches us what? Mishin lachem. That has to be from yours. You have to own it. It cannot be stolen or borrowed. It has to be lachem. Kach el adam yotzei yedechovato besukato shel chavrosoto. A person does not fulfill his obligation when he sits in somebody else's sukkah. Dechtiv haga sukkot ta'aseh lecha. Shivat shemim. It has to be your sukkah mishin lecha. That's what he's saying. Quote to me the ayazid. You go to somebody else's sukkah for, 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 for lunch. You're not yotzei. It's not your sukkah. You have to eat in your sukkah. It's got to be haga sukkot ta'aseh lecha. Even if it's borrowed. He's letting you. Bechavot. Come eat in my sukkah. Doesn't matter. You have to have your own sukkah. Even though the Hakamim said that you're not on with somebody else's but you can fulfill the obligation by sitting in your friend's sukkah. All the citizens of Israel can sit in Sukkot. Now the word Sukkot is written without a Vav. So as if it says Basukat. In all of Israel is going to sit in one Sukkah. Now, how can all the Israel sit in one Sukkah? They're not going to fit. So what's going to be? They're going to one after the other. Now you say, now you're going to tell me, all of Taisal, uh, pick a number, 600,000 uh, people. The point is that each person cannot have ownership in such a sukkah. Yeah. Because if each person donates the minimum amount to have ownership, according to she's a piruta. You have to pay a piruta in order to have ownership. Such a, a sukkah that's for so many people, people are going to have to pay a millionth of a piruta. And therefore, you're not really owning it. It's really a collective sukkah, and everybody's really just borrowing it from each other. And therefore, what are you seeing over here? That it doesn't have to be your sukkah. It cannot be your sukkah. You don't have an ownership in such a sukkah. And, and how do you know that everybody can sit in that sukkah? Kol ha'izach b'Yisrael yishvu basukat. Never you sit in one sukkah, singular sukkah. Look at Rashi. Rashi explains this. Rashi says, "Kol ha'izach yishvu basukot ketiv demash masukah ahat lechol Yisrael shishvu ba ze ahar ze." One after the other. Obviously, they can all sit in it simultaneously. The ifshar shir lechulam. It cannot be owned 
by everybody. Right? Everybody's not going to have a Shavet Peruta's worth in the Sukkah. What's going to have to happen? You'll have some owners, and then the other guys are going to be borrowers. Which means the guy's going to come and say, listen, uh, can I sit in the Sukkah? Which everybody can sit in the same sukkah. So that's the shita of hakamim. Comes the Gemara and says, Ergon says like this. What do the rabbis do with the word lecha? Yours. You gotta own it. Yes. Comes the Gemara and says, Mibe'ele lemeaute gezula. Yeah, I do just to come and teach you that you cannot sit in a stolen sukkah. Just in a stolen sukkah. So therefore, it's going to be pasul aval sheula keti kol ha'izrah. But a borrowed sukkah says kol ha'izrah yisro b'sukkot. So that's what the rabbis do with the word they have. Rabbi Yehazir, hi kol ha'izrah by Amin. What does he do with kol ha'izrah yisro b'sukkot? What does he do with that pasuk? Leger shenitkayer bintaim bekatan shenitkadel bintaim. He says like this, the Hidush of the Pasuk is that a Ger that conferred in the middle of Sukkot, mm-hmm. yeah. or a Katan that became a major in the middle of Sukkot, mm-hmm. that even though now he technically is not sitting in a Sukkah for seven days. Yeah. And it'd be the Ezra Shita is what? A Sukkah to be Kashir has got to be seven a Sukkah days. that you sit in for seven days. Hidush Kola Ezrah. Everybody can sit in a Sukkah, which means to include that since these guys didn't have an obligation. And therefore, they're fulfilling as much as they can. Which is, bottom of the guy converts on the second day of Sukkot, so he's got five days. That's the maximum amount that he can sit. He's your say. A katan that became a major adult on Bar Mitzvah on Sukkot. Whenever he's going to sit, that's the maximum he can sit. So that's the news of the Bidiyazid. Kola is us coming to include guys that are not seven day uh, obligatory, but not because they weren't obligated going into Sukkot. <coughs> Not because they were obligated, because they weren't obligated. Since they weren't obligated, so therefore, the Hadushas, they could have no option if they could send the Sukkah. Oh, how do the rabbis know that? So they go, What do you think? The rabbis don't need a person to include this over here. The rabbis say, even the guy that was obligated to send the Sukkah. Right? If he built a Sukkah, the Sukkah is Kashir. So you don't need a person for the Hakamim. Comes again and says. Tanu Rabbanan. Another issue regarding uh, Shita of Rabbi Eliezer. Tanu Rabbanan. Maaseh bi Rabbi Elai. Shehalach lakbir pene Rabbi Eliezer Rabbo Belod Baregel. Rabbi Elai went on Eid of Yom Tov in order to visit his rabbi Rabbi Eliezer who lived in Lod. Uh, he visited him on the regal, meaning, uh, for example, on Sukkot. Amar lo, so Rabbi Eliezer, Elai, encham mishuvteh haregel? You're not from uh, the people that stay home with your wife on the regal? Shayar Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Rabbi Eliezer would say, Mishabayah haniyat ha'atzlanim, she'en yotzin mibatehen baregel. Which is, I praise the lazy people, that stay home on the holiday with their wives. Which means, you have to be on the holiday. You, and your bayit, and your house, and your, and your family. Which means, that Bilal said, even though all year round these guys don't move because of laziness, 
on the holiday, I praise their laziness. Their laziness is a good thing. Why? Because why should they leave their wives at home? The Torah says you have to be with some man with your family. And therefore, he says, So when the Belai showed up to his house, he told him, What are you doing over there? Which means he, he left before you told him. It's not like he made a day trip. Where he came... You know, on the, one of the days, Olam went visited him and then went back home. Yeah. He left before Yom Tov. That means uh, for Yom Tov, he wasn't with his wife. So she says, what are you doing over here? So the Gemara says, Look at Rashi, Mr. Bayah, Ani, and Ta'atzlanim. Even though the reason why they don't come is not because of the holiday. The reason why they don't move these guys because they're lazy. I still praise them. So the Gemara says, "Ini, what are you talking about?" Ve'amar b'itzhak minay shachayav adam nagbil penera bo baregel. How do you know there's an obligation to visit the rabbi on the holiday? So the Gemara says, "Shneema." Now, before we bring the uh, the proof, uh, I'll give you the background of the suit of the story in the Nevi'im. There was a prophet called Elisha. Elisha used to stay uh, in the house of the Shunamit. That was a righteous lady. And Elisha felt that cannot talk to the Shunamit. And therefore he, uh, he blessed her that uh, she should have a baby. But she was barren. She had a baby as a result of son. Uh, eventually the son, the son died. And uh, now uh, she wanted to get in touch with Elisha in order to see uh, what's going on over here. So she sends messengers to get Elisha. Now she kept this from her husband. She didn't tell her husband that the baby died, that the boy died. So the husband hears that uh, his wife is going to, you know, uh, seek out Elisha. So uh, he's going to tell his wife, wait a minute, it's not Rosh Chodesh, it's not Shabbat. Which is implying that normally you go visit Elisha, the rabbi, on Rosh Chodesh, on Shabbat, called Shekin. If you visit him on Rosh Chodesh, you visit him on the Regal. So for me, you see what? That it's an obligation to visit the rabbi on the Regal. From the husband's reaction, what does the person who say? The husband tells the Shunamit, what are you going to today? Lo Chodesh, Velo Shabbat. It's not Rosh Chodesh, it's not Shabbat. Michlal, Dev Rosh Chodesh, Velo Shabbat. So therefore, what do you tell me to be the Ezer? You come along and say, Ah, Mishabat Aslanim. Well, he came to visit you. He came to visit you, therefore it's obligated to visit on the hog. So how can you tell him that what he's doing uh, wrong? You have an obligation. Kamara says, La Kasha. No question. If the guy is able to go and come back on the same day, which means Sochib, even on Yom Tov. Which means, if you let's say, we're able to set up your Eruv, meaning Eruv uh, Tehumin, right? Before Yom Tov, you set up your Eruv Tehumin, so you're able to walk, let's say, 2,000 Amma, and it'll allow you to walk back. Beautiful, then uh, then go visit. However, if you're not able to set up, meaning you're not going to be able to walk and come back on the same day, like in the case of Rabbi Lai, that he came back on, he went out of Yom Tov, right? If he was away from his wife, then already there's no obligation. Look at that she. That she says, "Had aziv atibi yomeh." Wow. Which means, if he can come back and be with his wife, then hayav like bin penerabo kegon ir shebetukat hum. Either it's within the tomb, that's why he can go and come back, or al yedei aruv, or by making the aruv, he's able to get there. But if you're not going to be able to get back on the same day. Either because the Eruv is not established, or because, let's say, you can't establish an Eruv because it's too far, 
like in the case of the Vilai. Mm-hmm. So that's why the rabbi told me, you have no obligation to visit over me. You have to be, the priority is to be with your family, family and your wife on the holidays. So that's the uh, subject. <laughs>